Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. Morning mystery movie clip coming up at 920. But right now, we go down to the great state of Florida. It's Wednesday. It's just after 830. It's time for the Bruno Bash Bonanza as we talk to the great Tony Bruno each and every week on Kale and Company. Good morning, Tony Bruno. How are you, sir? Good morning, good morning, good morning. We have to send the Eagles a message that you don't want to mess around with the uh, 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 Howie Roseman. And that'll happen later on today. Patching our genes. Exactly right. Hang on, hang on. teach Donald Trump a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the women on the Bruno We're wearing. Teach Nick Sirianni a lesson. <laughs> you don't mess around with the defensive coordinator. I'm guessing uh, it's warmed up in your state. You've got beautiful blue glasses on with a nice like tropic polo today, or yeah, a button up. I had to bust out the the uh, the palm tree shirt today. Because we're going back into the 80s, kids. And, you know, I love the 80s, not just on VH1, but I love when the temperature's 80s. Spring training's a couple of weeks away. Do you realize a year ago today, guys, we were getting ready for the Eagles to play in the NFC Championship game en route to going to the Super Bowl in Arizona. Yeah. Remember that? That was one year ago. Now the Eagles are in total disarray, and uh, the Baltimore Ravens are playing this weekend, and so are the Lions. You know, and so are, uh, who else is playing? San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. What a difference a year makes. Today's big day. Today, the day they're going to tell us what I told you last week, guys. Yep. That, that Nick Sirianni was going to be saved, but he had to basically gas the rest of the of the uh, organization. Yep. The assistant coaches. That's what happens. If the coach isn't fired immediately after losing the final game, that means they're going to get the, get rid of the people inside. And every single team that did not fire their coach, fired their offensive or defensive staffs, and kept the head coach. So that's what's going to happen today. And I can't wait for the reaction because, you know, they had to do something. Mm-hmm. And you can't you can't fire everybody. That's right. And I think it was tough to fire Sirianni. Yeah. Again, I know people say he can't coach and all this other stuff. That's just, that's just insane at this juncture to suggest that a guy who went three seasons and was everything was going great, all of a sudden he lost his both coordinators who got head coaching jobs, mm-hmm. and he has to bring in new guys, and it didn't work. Yep. So, you, you you know, you have to be able to keep the entire organization on cue. Now it's, oh, reports are coming from an Eagles insider that Jalen Hurts was too aloof and, and too, the, you know, there's always a reason to blame the quarterback when a team goes bad, and the quarterback takes some blame. But we'll get this out of the way, and then we can move on to spring training, and now we can jump off the Flyer bandwagon because they got spanked again, and all of a sudden things are riding high. <laughs> and now the Flyers are in the tank. But at least yeah. we got Joel Embiid scoring 70 points the other night. There you go. Yeah, it's funny how things can change over the course of a year, Tony. You're exactly right. You know, a year ago, Nick Sirianni was a god, and Ron DeSantis was the future of the GOP. Now he's a washed-up governor, according to some people, and Sirianni should be fired all in the course of 12 months, if you think about it. No, exactly. That's why I made the point. I mean, because I'm heading to Vegas next weekend on February, uh, Saturday, February 3rd, right after Groundhog Day. Are you looking at a, the Groundhog a, is that a calendar? Shadow, you have a calendar? Or doesn't there. see his shadow, because <laughs> then I'll know there's six more weeks of winter. Are you, are you holding up a calendar? 
I see. Yeah, I'm trying arm. to look at my February calendar. Bruno's got Bruno. Uh, Bruno still has a wall calendar for you. You know, I have my arms reached reached. <laughs> You know, for you. you know, I heard I don't yesterday. Even know what day it is anymore? You know, I heard yesterday on the Dawn Show that they're trying. Peta's trying to do away with the groundhog. Yes. Um, really? Yeah, because it's cruel. So they want a coin flip now instead of pun- a coin flip. Punks to Tony <laughs> Phil. Yeah. Well, they say tails never fails. Yeah. Well, you know, there's only one person who ever murdered the groundhog. That's the former governor of New York. Remember, he killed <laughs> the groundhog. True. It's absolutely Did true. Did he go after him? <laughs> who was that guy's name, that tall, lurch-looking guy in New York? To how soon we forget? Bill de Blasio. Uh, the great Bill de Blasio. Yeah, How's yeah. he doing? Uh, are he and Chris Christie hiding in a tunnel somewhere in New Jersey? Sloppy Chris Christie. That's true. Yeah. You know what we should By do? By the way, have you noticed? Yeah. Ever since... Uh, Ever since Chris Christie was eliminated, he's not appearing on all the talk shows it's anymore true. to talk about how he's going to stop Trump. It's true. Nobody, <laughs> nobody's calling on him. He's anymore. going back down like Puxatani Phil. Yeah, yeah. maybe exactly that'll be right. Maybe that'll be his new job. They'll put him in a faux fur, have him uh, stand in Puxatani, <laughs> Pennsylvania, and if he sees his shadow, you know, <laughs> that's maybe he'll just Christ- pop out of a toll booth on a New Jersey bridge. <laughs> Uh, on Groundhog Day and say, Sick, I'm still here. All right, we got to close a couple of lanes here today. But as long as we uh, see my shadow, which is gonna, not going to be that hard, as long as there's some sun, my shadow will cast all across into New Jersey and all across onto the World Trade Center and all New York and the entire world as I stop Donald Trump. So, obviously, Chris Christie has seen his shadow, but Nikki Haley, Tony, apparently doesn't see the writing on the wall. Trump with a very convincing victory in New Hampshire. Uh, I thought this was at least set up and positioned where Nikki Haley should have been able to walk away with a single-digit loss. That was not the case. She lost by over 12 points last night. Uh, Your thoughts on the way that played out in New Hampshire last evening? Well, we all know what's going on. In fact, I heard you play the... Uh, the exclusive uh, comments from from uh, what's her face on CNN. By the way, you see CNN's ratings are now dropping below like uh, reruns on on in fringe cable channels. <laughs> yeah, that's how bad their prime time is. But you know what happened because last night on MSNBC, I saw the clip this morning on the internet. Uh, is uh, what's her face? Joy Ann Reed was suggesting that big donors now make sure that they send all their money to Nikki Haley. This way that they can, you know, keep keep Trump from clinching anything. So that's 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 where they're thinking. They're so afraid of Trump. And then you mentioned, I mean, the fact that that uh, what's her what's her face over there on MSNBC read an exclusive Rachel comment from the president of the United States, <laughs> yeah. which she wouldn't even have Trump on last week after he won Iowa. Yeah, that's a good point. But all of a sudden, Joe Biden sitting somewhere in his the doctor's bed with with the drip bag on. <laughs> sends out an exclusive message to MSNBC to read after Donald Trump won New Hampshire. I mean, if anybody bag. believes this stuff, you really need you really need some psychiatric help. And we got a lot of problems. People are on meds everywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to have to go to their doctors and get more psychotropic dro- yep. uh, drugs to understand what the hell is going on out there. And it's only January, for God's sake. I know. This is going to be a wild 2024. <laughs> I can't believe you dropped in the drip bag there. Drip uh, drop, drip bag Joe, we'll call it moving forward. Drip bag Joe. <laughs> That's a nice job out of you, Tony Bruno. Drip bag. <laughs> By the way, we were going to pour one out for a And I don't like to celebrate you know, things going out of business. We talked about. Sports Illustrated, yep. and now you see the L.A. Times. is. By the way, the L.A. Times isn't firing. They fired 112 people yesterday, and it's so funny to see that because now you have all these writers 
going on and saying, I can't believe this. We have a diverse staff, and now they're firing people. So now they're making this about the rich owner of the L.A. Times, uh, one columnist wrote, who's now out of work, you know, the owner has all these all this money. If he was able to just keep the paper running yeah. and not have to worry and use some of his own money to keep us employed, this wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's what companies do. <laughs> when the owner of a company that's losing hemorrhaging money because nobody's buying your paper or subscribing to your online service, he's going to take a hit and spend money just to keep employees on, on the job because the, the reason the paper's going in, in trouble is because those people writing aren't getting any people to read it anymore. Yep. That's how the business works. And now, can you believe people who work at the L.A. Times are, are, are demanding that the owner, a super billionaire, just you know, just keep pay, paying the employees while he's not while he's losing hemorrhaging money. Well, he who does that. He, he, he said what he could no does right. That? He said he could no longer afford to lose forty million dollars a year. Who who in their right mind can afford to lose forty million dollars a year? And they should keep their jobs. Did you mention the word diversity? Are they trying to like position this that like well we have a very eclectic yes. staff? Like nobody's yes. consuming your content. You're out of business. And nobody read, nobody cares, you, you, you know. And then one woman who wrote a book is one on last night, a, a Latina woman claiming that she's the only Latina columnist at the L.A. Times. How can they do this to me? So it's, you know, sadly, in the world we live, uh, all these people are, go, are are teaming up because remember, the L.A. Times wrote a headline about the COVID vaccine. You know, we don't we don't want to we don't want people to. They basically said if you didn't take the vaccine, you know. You're bad and uh, too bad that we had to say that. Mm-hmm. Basically saying, you know, you're going to die if you don't take the vaccine. It's something we just have to accept. Yeah. And now people are putting that back in their face. Larry Elder, who is called the, the black face of white supremacy. <laughs> all these writers who went after him and everybody else are now going right back at these writers. I don't like to see people lose their jobs. People lose their jobs because they're working for companies that are in trouble. And even if you have a rich owner, the owner is not going to continue to absorb, absorb losses. And that's what's going on with the L.A. Times. That's what's going on with Sports Illustrated and all of these other companies just trying to stay afloat. And so that's the thing that doesn't make any sense. The same writers who are telling people to learn to code coal miners and oil workers when they got fired are now being are now mad because people are going on there. And t- I don't want them to learn to code. I want all these great writers to learn how to go dig cobalt so that we can make more electric batteries to sell more electric cars in cold weather climates where they're not going to start anytime between December and February. Yep. Exactly right. Tony Bruno's joining us, breaking it down. You know, it's interesting. You brought up the L.A. Times story, which is fascinating. Sports Illustrated as well. Those business models have have gone to hell in a handbasket, those people out of work. Yet you look at another platform like Netflix and some of these streaming services that have unbelievably high market caps. And the big story yesterday was that the WWE is now jumping over to Netflix on a 10-year, $5 billion deal. Uh, We talked about this a week or two ago after... After the whole Peacock playoff game, people didn't want to pay for a playoff game, but they watched. I think it was 23 million people still watched it. Um, This is where the future is going with the Netflix, the Amazons, and the Apples of the world. Not only do I think the Super Bowl is eventually going to go there, I think we're going to start seeing some of these newscasts deviating away from linear TV and being behind a paywall. You're you're absolutely right. And and the, the paywall model you know, you would think works, but it's not working for newspapers because, you know, the Inquirer, you look around, well, I, San Francisco Chronicle, every major newspaper in America and even smaller ones, you know, they have a paywall thing. 
They want you to pay to be able to read more than one column a week. And a lot of people are not doing that. And that's why these companies are in trouble, because if they can't get digital subscriptions to newspapers and, and people are, are, are absorbing the digital world, as you mentioned with Peacock, people complain about it, but they still go and get it because they want the content. And here's WWE, right, which every every 10 years looks like it's about to, to crash and burn. Yep. The NFL is all everybody wants a piece of the NFL. That's why Peacock has it. Anybody who wants to get in with the NFL, they're willing to fork over the money to have a piece of the pie. And now the WWE, and I know you're a huge fan, you had The Rock yesterday at the opening bell of the yeah. New York Stock Exchange because he's getting involved with this company, uh, and they're going to use his name. Yep. And then you mentioned Netflix is going to have WWE events all over the world now. That's the thing about Netflix. I mean, it's worldwide. Yep. So $5 billion to put on all the big events, and now Peacock's going to buy, NBC's going to be involved. So now wrestling, and whenever there's a hot property, all of these content providers are standing in line to throw money out there, hoping to get it back. So it's people absorbing other people, companies absorbing other companies, and now there's this conglomerate, massive conglomerate with the WWE and Netflix and, and all of these other places that will be showing wrestling but you're going to have to pay for it. Yep. Yeah. And look, people already do, by the way. People already are paying for the Royal Rumbles and all the big wrestling of course. cards. Same thing with MMA. Yep. People are already paying for, uh, you know, for, for, for subscriptions or for uh, pay-per-views for single single events yep. that you have to pay $50, $100 for for many of these events. So if they're willing to do that, they know that people are willing to pay for any content that they want, even if it's just one-time-only purchases. Yes, indeed. Two other issues that we have to get to in the world of social justice and also uh, this trans sports madness and insanity. These two, are, I think, are right in your wheelhouse. Let me start with the Super Bowl because we did mention that I, and I believe that the Super Bowl will eventually be either on a streaming service or on a pay-per-view basis. But the Super Bowl is once again going back to two national anthems this year. You're going to have the national anthem for the United States of America and then the black national anthem. You know, for a sport and a world and a society that wants to be all united as one, to me, and this is just my personal opinion, having two national anthems in one country is the very definition of divisive. Yet the NFL seems to keep going back to these social justice causes and I think it's a major tune-off to a lot of Americans. I think they. I think a lot of people saw in the Kaepernick stuff, hey, we're out. We just want football. Yet the NFL is doing the messaging yet again here. But to see the thing with the with – the, and, and by the way, now people are complaining. It's not the black national anthem. Yes, it is. You, you know, you have a great black artist singing it, all black people in the back. And I don't care, but the, the, the black national anthem, they're now saying it's not really the black national anthem. Well, if it's not the black national anthem, why do you have a prominent black woman and a choir of all black people singing it? And by the way, it's not going to be it's going to be pregame because, you know, the uh, CBS has it and they're going to have seven hours of pregame. Uh -huh. So the so-called black national anthem will not be played right before the American national anthem. Uh, it's going to so, and Reba McIntyre is going to sing the national anthem and then some other guy is going to sing the uh America the Beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so they've got a lot of time to fill. So it's not going to be they're going to stop it down and then go back to back. Because, you know, in hockey games in Canada or Canadian teams playing in the United States, they play the Canadian and the American national anthems because you have two countries represented there. Sure. So I said I jokingly said on my on my show the other day that they should have 
every figure out how many different players in the NFL and which countries they're from. And in that seven hour pregame show, <laughs> they should just play the anthem of every country represented yep. by every player in the Super Bowl so that we we don't leave anybody out. Right. We don't want to leave anybody behind, Nick. Yep. No, you're right. It's you sell the message of unity, yet you create this division. It just you know, it's the same thing with DEI. It's diversity, equity, and inclusion. But the reality is it's division and exclusion. It, it's not inclusion when you automatically take away a portion of the population that could be promoted or hired or given the scholarship under the you know the context of DEI. Uh last one Tony, uh this is this is wild. Uh, I know you uh you like to dabble from time to time in golf, you know with the Tommy Bahama stuff and you had the persimmon irons and things like that. You know I still that- got my Tommy arm uh, Tommy uh Tommy <laughs> what's his name? Uh Tommy uh, who was the great golfer? Uh, uh I'm forgetting his name now. But he's got the big persimmon gigantic big wooden head. Yeah. And yeah. who doesn't like a wooden head? You exactly know what I'm right. A big one, too. Um, so now you have this this story of this girl named, uh, girl, guy pretending to be a girl, Haley Davidson, who is mm-hmm. winning and having success on the verge of getting into the LPGA Tour. Uh, Sage Steele came out yesterday, former Sports Center anchor, and she posted a video going off on it and saying, this is going to continue to happen, even at the professional ranks of the highest level with female sports, because these LPGA golf they're probably ticked off about it, but they don't want to alienate their sponsors and then end up shorting themselves financially with endorsement deals. And I think she's spot on with this. There's so many females. There's probably 95% of females that are like, you know what, this is absurd. But they're afraid to speak up and be blackballed and canceled. No, you're absolutely right, Nick. And here's the thing, like, you know, Joe Biden, obviously the Democrats in this election cycle are going to go back to abortion as their number one issue. And it's funny because feminists are out there talking about we want the right to choose my body, my choice, and that they're promoting abortion. And that's fine. Abort all you want. But then you have women who real feminists who used to complain about women's treatment. They're pretty much silent when it comes to males pretending to be. Now, by the way, this Haley Davidson, uh, he actually is transitioning. The reason they allowed him, he actually has uh, transitioned. He was actually on the hormones and apparently he claims, or she claims now, because she actually is a biological woman, when they allowed her to be in these qualifiers, she had to be a certain percentage of the way into the transitioning process with the with the hormone treatment. And so from, from what I understand and all I've read on this, she is technically now a biological woman and has had the, the surgery. She's getting ready for the surgery or had the surgery. Mm-hmm. So that's one of those slippery slopes because even, you know, even Caitlyn Jenner, has endorsed some transitioning uh, men who become females, which he did proudly, and he got ripped for it. Uh, is that if you're not, if you're, if you're still a biological male and you're not actually transitioning or going through the hormone therapy or the sex reassignment surgery, then you technically can't be a woman. But apparently, the LPGA approved this, mm-hmm. so that's what the situation is there. Yeah, and that's the, you know, and now a lot of people are on the on the on, this, on the YouTube chat are coming up with all kinds of funny stuff. But this is serious. Mm-hmm. The bad news was when Haley Davidson was about to appear on the latest Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition, <laughs> and unfortunately they went out of business before they had a chance to slap her on the cover. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that would have sold about 14 copies, Tony Bruno. <laughs> because there's a huge market for guys with you-know-what sitting on the cover of a magazine dressed in a bikini that we all are desperately dying to see. So uh, thank God that did not happen. She's uh, not biological? 
What's that? Haley Davidson has gone through. They had to. They had to determine. Much like Leah Thomas, the swimmer. Uh-huh. Once somebody starts transitioning with the hormone therapy, there's some rules in different in different sports where you have to be a certain uh, percentage of the way toward transitioning to, from male to female. And that's uh, you know that's one of those. Well, how far along were they? Or did they have the surgery? That stuff. Uh-huh. She, she's oh yeah, she, Robin. She is now an artificial woman, but she's made the transition. Of course, she's not biological. People, these are the same people who can't define what a woman is. Tony's, so, Tony's you know, fighting with somebody else right now. have to go down to the fine print to figure out what it is. She was a man who started transitioning, and the LPGA said she can go out and qualify yeah. if she gets to a certain point in her transition, and that's the excuse that they used why they allowed her to go in and start to qualify and sit between two real women and he's like a gigantic man. Yeah. But uh, you know what I mean? You you can't transition. Do I know you can't? I'm not the one who makes the rules, Wendy. I'm not the one who determines when you're officially transitioned. Yeah. I don't go down there and lift your dress up or down there and go do a reach around to see if you're oh, out of there. I don't reach go around. reach around and look underneath and say, Are you talking it? That's not he's, my call here. He's fighting with he's fighting with the uh, YouTube commenters. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> Carry on, Tony. I mean, Any, anything nuts. else you want to get off your chest? <laughs> this is nuts. I, I feel like Charles Payne last night. <laughs> the Fox coverage going crazy. <laughs> Did you play that cut of the Charles Payne uh, on uh, ripping Jessica Tarloff? No, no. but I saw it. Yeah, you gotta love that. Uh, Tarloff needs to be ripped more, to be honest. Oh. Absolutely. All right, great stuff, brother. That was awesome. <laughs> we got to roll. Tony Brewer, you can keep fighting with the people in the chat. Go ahead. Oh, for the next hour. There he is. Thank you, Tony. I love Tony. We love you, Tony. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. <laughs> he, he, he was fighting with a lady named Wendy. I thought he was fighting with Robin. He I was he, fighting with Robin. <laughs> because Robin was writing in the chat, so he was fighting with her as well. It's amazing. That was, that was beautiful. Uh, <laughs> Just give me the damn five-day forecast and try to be accurate. That's exactly. all. Exactly. Uh, Nine o'clock hours coming up next. I'm going to go towel off. <laughs> Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Well, he towels off. I want you to think about making the call to get lasting relief from that awful joint pain for 2024. Don't go another year compromising with everything because of that pain in your knees or your shoulder. Just call my friends at QC Kinetics. Call them now. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative, non-surgical pain relief. Your body has what it needs to restore and repair that damaged joint tissue. QC Kinetics makes it happen. No drugs, no surgery, no downtime. The future of pain treatments is here. Hundreds of board-certified QC Kinetics providers have treated tens of thousands of satisfied patients. Many of you across America, across our region, people suffering in the past with back pain, hip pain, any pain associated with arthritis or an injury. They're not suffering anymore thanks to QC Kinetics. And this is not some kind of a temporary Band-Aid. This is a revolutionary treatment. It gets you moving again and gets your life back. It's non-surgical. So this has got to be the year. You decide. you got to fight back against that pain. Take the first step right now. Just call QC Kinetics. Get that free consultation. Put this on the calendar. Call 215-999-3000. 215-999-3000. QC Kinetics. Just call them already. 215-999-3000. Tell them Dawn sent you. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.